And another great day to you. I'm Dale Bader, and it is time for a bonus edition of Focus on Fertility this week. We are going to be talking about a topic that uh, might help your pocketbook a little bit as well as improve your success. And we're going to be talking about an available clinical study related to the endometrial receptivity test. With us today in studio is Dr. Mira Aubuchon of MCRM Fertility. Welcome, Dr. Aubuchon. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you for having me, Dale. So first of all, we're going to talk about this study and about the ERA test, but Individuals may not be familiar what the endometrial receptivity test is. Can you give us a brief understanding of the test and who may benefit from uh, utilizing it? The uh, Let me just describe what endometrial receptivity is. Basically, this is the concept that a, a embryo is would be optimally received by the uterine lining after a certain number of days of estrogen and progesterone. And that could be hormones that are produced by the woman naturally, or it could be uh, hormones that are given to the woman in the course of their their IVF therapy, um, usually in the context of if they have cryopreserved or frozen embryos, we're trying to prepare their uterine lining to receive those embryos. And in most women, most women will respond to uh, hormones that are given over the course of about three weeks. Two weeks would be estrogen by itself, and then about a week of estrogen plus progesterone. And then in, in most of those women, their their uteruses are ready to, to have an embryo implant there in that time frame. Um, but in in some women, they may need... Uh, a, a longer duration of hormones before an embryo would be implanted or a shorter duration of hormones. And it, it's not possible up until recently to identify who those women were. We didn't really have a blood test or an ultrasound that would identify those people. So the ERA test, that test alone, that has become relatively widely available, correct, across the, the United States? Yeah, this is uh, in in the last I would say two years or so. Uh, there has been a a, a well accepted test that essentially obtains a sample of the woman's uterine lining and performs some testing on the cells of that uterine lining to determine when the lining would be most receptive to receiving the embryos. And that test is called the the ERA, or the endometrial receptivity assay. So there is now a clinical study that is active and in recruitment that is related to the endometrial receptivity test. And this, though, is not as widely available to be a participant. Uh, there's only a handful of worldwide IVF centers that are participating, correct? Yes, and and we at MCRM are very fortunate to have been selected to be one of the study sites for, for, for this. Uh, and um, uh, the study basically dovetails uh, off of the the ERA test that I just mentioned, um, but it takes it to another level. And for the study, 
what the what the company that put out the ERA is looking to do is seeing whether there is a less uh, invasive way to obtain the same information. Um, and so the study involves obtaining a small sample of fluid from the inside of the uterus. And that fluid collection is relatively painless. It feels about like a pap test would feel. And the fluid is then compared to the results from the actual ERA, which is obtained by a procedure called a uterine biopsy. And if those results match up, then future patients could potentially do the ERA testing off of this relatively painless test, which would be a great uh, boon to women worldwide. The other aspect of the study is that this endometrial fluid in recent years has been found to contain bacteria. Prior to that, it was it, it was thought that the uterine lining didn't have any bacteria inside. And now, just like other organs of the body, there seems to be a bacterial population inside of the uterus that may actually be beneficial and improve the chances of the embryo implanting if there is just the right bacterial mix there. Kind of similar to the concept that gut bacteria can help in in general health. Same thing with uterine bacteria. And so with the study, the bacterial makeup is going to be assessed, and then that's going to be compared to the outcomes of the embryo transfer and see whether the bacterial makeup influences pregnancy rates. And then that information can then be used to try to change that bacterial makeup to benefit a, a individual's chances for, for implantation. So it's really very, very exciting. So for individuals who might be interested in being a participant in the study, uh, what is the process that uh, takes place for those participants? And next would be, uh, most importantly, the criteria for those who might be of interest. Some patients may already be patients of ours listening to this, and if they're, if they're at all interested, then they can reach out to their fertility coaches or coordinators or directly to the physicians themselves, myself or Dr. Ollering. If you're not already a patient, then I'll just give you a, a brief uh, overview of what the inclusion criteria are. And if you think you might be a candidate for this, then uh, Dale can give you information on how to set up an appointment. Um, the Because the study evaluates this bacterial composition, it's required that the person does not take any antibiotics for at least 90 days before they enroll, unless those antibiotics are given as part of just a routine IVF cycle. Um, And then uh, also along that same line of thought, we don't want participants to have suffered from any serious infections, including the flu, within 90 days of enrolling. And then as part of routine screening, we do some blood infection screening, and that should also be negative. Uh, Also, because this is a test of the uterine lining and the uterus essentially itself, we don't want the uterus to have any major problems, um, and we don't want there to be any um, 
problems with uh, organs outside of the uterus, such as large and dilated fallopian tubes, because that can also impact whether a person becomes pregnant after an embryo transfer. We also um, would like to have patients that don't have an IUD or an intrauterine device in place. Um, it, it's important to have a fairly healthy uh, body mass index. So body mass index refers to weight relative to height, and any number of websites can calculate this for you. And we need to have the person be um, be have a body mass index of 18.5 to 30 in that range. Um, and then, in in terms of the age of of the participant, if the woman is using her own eggs, then we want her to be uh, 40 years of age or younger. And if she is using um, uh, eggs from a from a donor, then we want her age to be age 50 or younger. If she's using her own eggs, then we want her menstrual cycles to be regular. And and depending on the sperm source that's used, we want the, the person contributing the sperm to have at least 2 million sperm per milliliter. So it doesn't even have to be a normal semen analysis, but at least an adequate amount of sperm that that's not going to be considered as a factor for, for um an IVF outcome. So um, so that's the inclusion criteria. So it actually it allows a lot of people to participate, which is nice. For participants that are interested in being part of the study, um, do they receive anything for being part of the study? Obviously, they're going to get a, a good test, but is there anything that they're gaining? Yeah, the the test itself, the ERA test, is actually a fairly um, it, it. I mean, the the cost of it is fairly substantial, and so as a, a thank you for their participation, the study sponsor is covering that test at no cost for the patients. The only cost that the patients would have would relate to the medicines that they receive during the process, which is mainly just estrogen and progesterone, and then also the monitoring associated with the process. And the costs for that really depend on the patient's personal circumstances, including their insurance. And so we have our financial office that is ready to assist patients to, to help them determine and what their costs are. And how long is this study available? And if someone is interested in potentially becoming a participant, uh, how can they learn more? As, as you had mentioned previously, this is a worldwide study. And once the requisite number of patients from all of those centers worldwide is met, the study will close. So there's not really a time frame that I would have to give to you other than to say it would be a limited time. So that could be in three months, that could be in six months, that could be one year. It just, it, it depends on how long it takes for the study sponsor to achieve the number of participants that they need. So I would say if somebody is at all interested to let us know uh, as soon as they are able to. And we know many of you are tuning in on either iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and those other podcasting forms. 
and may be joining us in other locations of the country. So we do want to include for you a couple of the other centers in the United States uh, that are participating and that you might be able to reach out for additional information to. And these include IVF Florida, Dominion Fertility, and RMA Connecticut. Uh, other countries that are participating include Argentina, Canada, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, Spain, Turkey, and the United Kingdom. So you can definitely see this is a global encompassing study that can hopefully benefit many going forward. Dr. Abishan, as always, it's a pleasure having you to join with us. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit on the ERA test itself and specifically on the study. It's my pleasure. It's very exciting. Thank you, Dale. If you've been trying to start your own family and haven't had success, you're not alone. Millions of people just like you are experiencing the same very personal and painful frustration. Infertility affects men and women equally. The Missouri Center for Reproductive Medicine, MCRM Fertility, can help. MCRM accepts most insurance and you don't need a referral. They offer the most advanced science and technology, including exclusive techniques and the embryo scope. Check them out at mcrmfertility.com. It is always a pleasure when we have Dr. Aubuchon stop by here in the studio from our sponsor, MCRM Fertility. And today, hopefully, uh, many of you will take advantage of the opportunity to potentially participate in this clinical trial. Again, it is evaluating the endometrial receptivity assay in a different way of uh, being able to do that test uh, in a more non-invasive approach. Uh, If you've ever had... Um, maybe a prior transfer failure or have had recurrent miscarriages. Uh, Those are individuals that might definitely benefit from uh, participating uh, through the use of the ERA test or potentially uh, the study itself. And again, there are a few additional sites outside of the Missouri Center for Reproductive Medicine or MCRM Fertility in the United States where you are able to participate Uh, potentially in this study. Those, again, include IVF Florida, Dominion Fertility, and RMA Connecticut. We'll have some information related to that in the show links on our website at focusonfertility.net, and you can get more information there as well. As always, we appreciate you joining us, and especially for this bonus episode of Focus on Fertility this week. Tune in next week as we'll have another episode and another important topic to help you along your fertility journey. You can always tune in to this podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, TuneIn, as well as the Podcast One Network. Until next time, have a great week and happy health.